Well, hello, everybody. And it's Sunday. Welcome to the Katie K9 Show. And I'm your nooner every Sunday, noon to two. And remember, all the shows here on mytalk1071.com are podcast. So if you want to hear my past shows, you go to my, uh, mytalk1071.com. And then you go to my show page. Or if you want Jason Lessix or Bradley and Donna, I, I think they did that right. I can't remember who's who again. But anyway, so welcome. Hopefully you got some good questions for me. And this is not the last Sunday of the month. But we have Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet here today because she's busy during the fair week. And remember, next week I'm at the fair. And then the following week, so I'll be broadcasting from there. So hopefully they'll stop by, say hi. And remember, I have T-shirts this year. Okay, I don't know how much they cost. I'm hoping, I have not seen them yet. Hoping that they turned out what I had visualized. But we'll see how it goes. So anyways, so hopefully you'll stop out and grab a T-shirt. Yes, I know they're black with white plenty. You know, I had to try to think of something ASAP because I only had a week and a half. And I just went, I was so excited to have my T-shirts. No, anyway. And I can't use who let the dogs out because that's a tag, you know, a, a trademark. And so you can't use that. Otherwise, that would have been my go-to who let the dogs out. But, uh, and then also, too, I, I, you know, I do cat, cat, you know, advice, too, as well as dog advice, but mostly dog advice. And so this is mostly a dog shirt. Sorry, cat people. I'll figure that out for next year. But I'm already trying to plan my T-shirt for next year if it works out that I can do it again next year. So that'll be great. So anyway, so hopefully, like I say, you got a question for me or, or Dr. Jess. And we got, what, Lexi here. Hi, Lexi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So now, are you... Going to be working back at the studio now during the state fair? I will a bit, yeah. You're, yeah, you're about here. You won't be out at the fair at all? No, I'll okay. be trapped back here yeah, at the trapped. station. Yeah, yeah, you know it. And it is kind of hard work for you guys because we can't, you know, I don't know, I don't have a screen, so I don't know if, how many calls are in, you know, and that's really tough to like, you know, so, but we'll, well, every year it all works out. That's the whole cool. I'm not sure what I'm going to eat this year. I don't, I'm not a big eater at the state fair. Discussed that last week. Did you hear about the, there's a pickle lemonade that everyone's talking about. Pickle lemonade? Yeah. Now, I love lemonade, and I love pickles. I can't picture the two, taste the two together. I can't together. either, but hmm. you know, some people dead. are excited. I'll be dead. Well, I don't know. I'm That might be, it might depend on how long the line is. We discussed this last week. I don't like lines. I don't have patience for lines. And so that's why I usually just don't get, I go to a prana pup that does not have a prana pup, uh, a corn dog, because I'm a corn dog gal. Go, and then up by the studio there, I think it's big dog. Their uh, corn dogs are unbelievable. And there's never a line. That's not good, though, because then I eat one and I turn around and go get another one. <laughs> but anyway, and then the gyros up there is good. And, of course, the meatball sandwich. But anyway, so, yeah, hopefully you'll stop out uh, this week and watch. Uh, I guess Wednesday is supposed to be printing 100, uh, but Thursday is supposed to cool off a little bit. And hopefully by Sunday, the two Sundays I'm going to be out there, it'll be okay. So, But please stop by, say hey, and I greatly appreciate that. Okay, anyway, so Dr. Jess, welcome to the show once again. And so you're live and in person. I am. Yes, you are. Anything new and exciting in the vet world? Oh, you know, it's tick season again, coming around. Ah, and you've been, people have been calling about ticks? They do. I get, I get a lot of emails about ticks. Okay. So, and what are we talking about? Ticks? Um, some of the emails are, uh, there's tick of my dog. What do I do? <laughs> you get it off. Off. <laughs> and the key is don't hold a lighter up to it. Oh, don't, don't put alcohol in it. Don't. Don't do like just just get your fingers or there's that that little doohickey called a tick key. 
yeah. that you can buy at pet stores, yeah. pet food stores. Yeah. And uh, some people just have it on their on their keychain. They oh, just have okay. the key with them. So if yeah. they find one on the on their dog during a walk. Okay, that's one I think. Okay, there's one that looks like a little measuring, like teaspoon thing that has a V in it, and you slide it under the tick. And I you think pop that's it. a general idea. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I just have always used my fingers. Yeah. Same here. But but the, but the thing is, like, if you mess with the tick, if you hold a match up to it, or well, not when it's on the dog either. I mean, like, my people goodness do gracious. these things. Really? You know, yeah. Try to do stuff to it. Oh then my goodness! If the tick becomes alarmed, it will. Vomit, it will vomit its body contents into your dog. Ah. And so you basically want to just get it off. ASAP. Be fast. Grab a hold of it. Get it off. One person said Vaseline to suffocate. And so that it will back out and let go. Have you ever heard of that? I sincerely doubt that that would work. I don't know. I've just, I've never tried. I don't, th- I don't think ticks would be bothered I'm a tick picker. That. You know what I mean? I don't try anything. It's just, they're that little sucker I got. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, but the thing, too, is also, like, you don't want it to kind of know that you're coming, basically. So <laughs> I wouldn't Sneak do anything attack. to alarm the tick. Okay. But okay. Uh, but basically, you know, ticks come out in the spring and fall. So basically, even before the snow is gone, yep. ticks, ticks come out because they like the cooler weather. Mm-hmm. Over the summer, they go through metamorphosis. So you have, like, a couple of months or a month and a half where... It seems like the ticks are gone, and then everybody's always shocked when they come back out in the fall. <laughs> so now people are starting to see the small ones, you know, because mm-hmm. when they're... When the babies? They, yeah, when they hatch at first, they're small, they're nymphs, they're mm-hmm. babies. Yeah. And then eventually we will see bigger and bigger ones. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, more or less, as soon as it freezes, the ticks will be gone again. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and I've heard people, too, you know, when people that get live trees for Christmas, that they're, they have got, their dogs have gotten ticks from the live trees. Wow. Yeah. I guess there were squirrels or birds or something in those trees yeah. before they got them. I don't know. I've heard yeah. of that too. I haven't had a live tree for so long that. Yeah, but you know, come to think of it, it was live at one point. Yeah. I mean, I you know, <laughs> I, just, I always find like you know ticks in my hair or mm-hmm. on my head after walking through the woods, and it's because there there are critters up there in those trees mm-hmm. that yeah. are carrying the ticks. Well, somehow a lot of people think that they just crawl on the ground and then crawl up. They don't realize they're above and they can come down. Right, because there's this idea that they're like on the. On the tips of the stalks of grass, like waiting yes. to jump, yeah, jump, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but even with my puppy, I mean, you know, at first when I when I walked her, I didn't take her into the woods. I had her in, you know, mowed fields, and she would still come home with ticks. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're just magical little creatures. Yes, they are. So don't sneak attack the tick. Don't let it know it's coming. Correct. And, just and then the other part of it is a lot of people saying, "Okay, I pulled a tick off my dog. What should I do?" Okay, and. You know, in general, because we recommend using food and supplements to support your dog's health and mm-hmm. your dog's immune system. Right. So there's nothing special that you need to do. Don't go putting your dog on antibiotics just because you pulled off a tick. That is nonsensical. Yeah. Um, ticks sometimes do have a very nasty bite. So you can get a big welt, welt yes. where the tick was attached. Sometimes it'll develop a big white head full of pus on top of it. Mm-hmm. Pus is just dead white blood cells that have done their job. So the appearance of pus does not mean, oh, no, I should have put him on antibiotics. Right. Pus does not equal antibiotics. Okay. Pus equals immune system has done its thing. Okay. And so what I tell people is if you want, you can get a cotton ball and blot the the place where the tick was with vinegar. Vinegar. Which is antiseptic, helps dry things up. Nice. But honestly... You don't really need to do anything okay. about it. But I understand that there are, there are pickers, and then there's me 
So yeah, <laughs> I get that there are some people who kind of need to do something. Yeah, no, but I'm, but I would not put. What is that antibiotic that people have at home? Nitrofurosin or something like that, or neosporin. Maybe that's what I'm ne- neosporin. I've never never had that okay, kind of yeah, thing in my neosporin house. Neosporin. Yeah, but yeah. people are always some people put peroxide on top of a tick bite. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to hurt. But okay, yeah. Come yeah on. But, I'm a but, peroxide person when okay. I get scratches or whatever. Oh really? I throw the peroxide on. Yeah, mm. I'm not a neosporin person. Yeah, but people reach but for neosporin. Vinegar. You say vinegar. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah, interesting. people reach for cortisone cream or something like that but like really okay yeah vinegar okay wow vinegar i love vinegar you know what i'm gonna try to get on the show here is patrick the laundry guy have you seen him i got his book it, uh, he's always on laurie and julia show laundry? yes he can clean and get stains out of anything anything <laughs> come to my house <laughs> and so the thing is is that you know i was gonna like you know how you know pets urinate on things you know how to get the stains out of clothes yeah so we're hopefully i'm gonna have patrick the laundry guy here oh, someday yeah i don't know whether he'll call in or actually come in the studio he's a really cool guy he was just on jason's show he's so funny and he just knows this you know just like i am with dogs he just knows it you can't stump him for nothing yes yeah, <laughs> unreal it's really cool okay well we better hey we're looking for your calls give a holler six five one six four one one oh six Seven one six five one six five. They do the six five one six four one one zero seven one. Okay, you ready, Lex? Okay, what uh, what is always hot in the refrigerator? What is always hot in the refrigerator? We'll be back. Hey, parents, hang in there. Summer days are almost over. One last water balloon battle, princess pool party, ice cream scooping, and watermelon slicing till your arms fall off before school finally begins. Don't give up. Join the YMCA. Our classes and equipment will give you the stamina to crush this final push of summer like ice for homemade snow cones, which you made for an entire slumber party. But soon enough, you will be victorious. Woo-hoo! Join the Y at ymcanorth.org. Hello, thank you for listening and spending your Sunday afternoon with Katie K9. And today we got special guest, Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. And so hopefully you got some questions for me and for her. And we, we got to use her while she's here, folks, okay? Don't just give me all the questions. Give her some. Make her talk. She just Otherwise, she'll sit and knit or something. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, okay. We, gotta, we got the... Okay. What is always hot in the refrigerator? What do you think there, Lex? Um, I was going to go with hot sauce. Ooh, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. What do you think? I, there is not a better answer. What? <laughs> that is a good one. But you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Killy. Oh. What is always hot in the refrigerator? Chili. But hot sauce. That's a good one, too. Better answer. That is, yeah. (laughs) I should write a letter to those people. Correct. We're adding to some of these jokes here. Okay, who's up next? Who's up first today? Yeah, we got Brenda with a question about her dog. Okay. Hey, Brenda, how you doing? Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me on. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So what what can we do for you today? Well, I have a German Shepherd, and she's, um, I don't know how to say this. She doesn't know her personal space. Okay. It's like when when she, like, shoves you aside, like, going out the door, that's pretty <laughs> easy. I make her sit and wait for me. But, like, even when I'm outside, I have my flower beds fenced in. Okay. And I can be six inches away from the fence, and she'll push herself between the fence and me. Okay. And I just can't seem to stop her, and I'm afraid that she's going to knock me over one of these times. 
Okay. You know. How old? And push me down. Yeah. How uh, old? She's three now. Okay. Okay. Now, when you go for a walk, uh, does she scan in front of you or does she walk politely next to you? No, she likes to be in front. Okay. Uh, now, when you say you have her wait at the door, okay, you say wait, you go through the door, and can you count like to 10 before you ask her to come through the door? I guess I've not done that, okay. but I wait till I'm outside, and then I'll say, okay. Okay, because what it is really important when you're teaching a wait at the door, the dog actually waits, okay? That is not okay. a question. You get through the door and then quick say, let's go, and then they race past you. No, you want to say right. wait, you step out sideways out your door because side profile is a calming signal and you can see the dog, okay, if they're trying to barge past you. And you obviously have a leash on so you can control the situation. If the dog tries to come forward before you actually say, you know, let's go, then you step towards the dog and bump backwards towards the tail with the leash and go wrong or ah. Okay, and then you say wait again, and then you step sideways out the door. Okay, and then count to ten in your head at first. You know, like one, two, don't look at the dogs. Glance at them, look away, glance at them, look away. And then when you're ready, now you're now the dog is truly, truly waiting for you. It's not a question of, you know what I mean, one, two, and the dog is past you. Okay? okay? Now you're going to step away, and you say, let's go, and the dog should come politely through the door, turn and look at you, and like, now what are we going to do? Not just come flying through the door and bam, let's go. Okay, and you are now in tow of your dog. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now on the walk, because what happens, why is there is no boundaries? You know, shepherds are my personal dog of choice because I grew up as shepherds and I've always had shepherds. And anyway, and they um, they love their family. They take well, good care of whether it's two people or 20 people in the family. But there's one human in that family that is their human. That when that one enters a room, okay, what are we going to do? Okay, but now the thing is, is that what's happening is that you're not having any rules here. Shepherds need rules. They need to learn. They are a true working dog, like a border collie, like a Belgian Tavern, like a not as nuts as the Belgian Tavern, Anatolian Shepherd. <laughs> they need a job. Okay, and so while you um, letting the dog be, you're in tow. The dog is taking you for a walk. Okay, the dog is in charge, and you're not. Dog is a leader. You're not. You're the peon. All right. So the thing is, is that you've got to work on your skills so you can teach words and what they mean and follow through. So the thing is, is that now you're going to walk, get the dog to walk politely, get the right training collar, not any electronic collar. Not I hate e-collars. Okay. And so they'll have a place in the, in the hunting world, but not in the obedience world. All right. And so the thing is, is that you get the right training collar and uh, whether you take a private lesson, a class or something, we got to get you organized so you can organize the dog. And the dog is going to be greatly improved because it's like, God, somebody's finally taking the lead here. <laughs> and anyway, so the dog, when you take the dog for a walk, the dog's shoulder should be at your left leg. Okay, dog at your dog's shoulder at your left leg, not ahead. Okay, and the leash should be totally loose. The hook should be resting on the back of the dog or alongside that you don't even feel that there's a dog walking there. Right, and so now okay. you are in charge and you're doing things together as a team. Okay, so now let's say she tries to squeeze in six inches between you and the fence, and you're right away. You can see her coming. You're gonna turn to her and you're gonna go ah wrong. Okay, point like away from her. Ah ah ah, back. You want to teach her the word back, where she's going to back away from you. you got to set limits and follow through. So she learns to respect your face and space, and she doesn't just, like you say, keep pushing you and pushing you. Uh, when you sit down on a chair, let's say in the uh, living room, 
Is she right there with you? Yes. Okay, and now is she trying to get up in your lap, or what's she doing? No. Okay. No. What's she doing? No, she just always, she just constantly wants me to pet her. Like, if I sometimes I work at home, and she's there with her nose, you know, pushing my arm, wanting me to pet her. Uh, guess what? Who's, who's training who here? Okay, <laughs> exactly. she's training you. And so you've yes. got to set your limits, and you've got to follow through. Ah, 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 ah. Get. Get. You know what I mean? Whereas you, you call the dog to you to be petted. You never, ever pet when the dog asks because now they're oh. running the show and you're not. Okay? Like, I'll get a new dog and they'll try to do that where they shove the head between your elbow and your side to flip your elbow up so that you, most people will drop their hand and start petting the dog. Okay, the dog yeah. is training me to pet them on their demand. All right? That's not the way it works. So I, I shove my elbow into my side, and I turn my head sideways, side profile, calming signal. And I say, ah, get. Hey, get. And once the dog starts walking away, then I'll let him get so far out, and then I'll call him back over. Come here. I ask him to sit, and now I'm going to pet him. Okay? But it's my idea, not the dog's idea. All right? Okay. You want the dog to look to you for direction. Okay? Not give you direction. All right? And so by setting okay. your limits... Okay, then what's going to happen is that you at any time, if she's you know trying to pester you, ah, get very nice, thank you. You're not she's not going to love you any less. But you know what, dogs do things for us out of respect and trust that we've earned. It has nothing to do with love, nothing. And by you having boundaries and 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 consequences, you know what I mean. Just your voice or a training collar, you know what I mean. Pretty soon that that's you don't even need that anymore. You've taught the dog the word. And now, how, what you know, what it means, what this word means, and so when you say it, he's going to respond accordingly to it. And I don't okay. use treats; you are the treat, like a little tickle in the chest where the V is, okay, and yeah. a thank you, not a good girl or a good boy that gets them all nutsy in the headsy. It's like recess, let's play. And the hardest thing for everybody to do is not to say good girl or good boy. But if you get used right. to it and just go, thank you, we're very nice, you're keeping yourself calm and steady, and it's gonna, the dog is going to be calm and steady. Because what you want this okay. dog to do is look to you for direction. What are we going to do? Right now, I am busy, and you are going to go lay down someplace, but not on top of me. And you're yeah, not going to... she does the same, sorry, no, she does right. the same with her toys. She'll grab a toy, and then if I ignore her, then she pushes it against me. Okay, then you know what you do? You say, thank you. You pick up the toy, and you sit on it. Or you put it in a drawer. You go put it away. Okay? Oh. So the whole thing okay. is, is that, no, I'm not playing now. When I decide, I will do this. All right? And so pretty soon, okay. you're going to find the dog looking, you know, they, you know how those eyes get you every time. They're yeah, sitting there looking at you do. like, oh, let's do something, mommy. And you just say, we will, but not right now. I am busy. <laughs> okay? okay? So set your Good. limits. But like I said, the dog's not going to, everybody thinks that you're going to squash the dog's spirit or the dog's not going to love you because you're denying them something. What you're doing is enabling them to run the household and do good things when they ask for it or demand it. And then you lose control like when somebody comes over to the house you have no control when you go on for a walk you have no control the dog is do you are in tow you never want to be in tow you want to work together as a team together Okay. Okay. Because I can get you started. You can come up and, you know, do a private lesson at Katie's Canines, and we'll get the right training collar on, organize you to organize the dog, and that's a, a good start to get you going. So now the dog is looking to you for direction instead of telling you the directions. Okay? Okay. Yes. 
Okay, so you can Thank just you. yeah, give me a call up at Katie's Canines. We can go from there. Otherwise, yeah, just you can like I said, depends. How many pounds is the dog? Uh, eighty. Whoa, big gal. Now, is that yeah. a good eighty or yes. is she overweight? No, she's not overweight. Okay. Okay. No, well, we got to add her to the bed. Okay. We got to run right. to break. You have a great one. Hopefully, I'll hear from you. Okay. Introducing Old Dutch's two newest flavors, Dutch Crunch Garden Herb and Everything Bagel Popcorn. Garden Herb Kettle Chips are seasoned with a flavorful medley of fresh herbs and spices to make any occasion worth reminiscing about. Premium Everything Bagel Popcorn is another new must-try. Flavored with a delicious blend of sesame seeds, poppy seeds, dried onion, and garlic that's sure to be one of your new favorites. Stop by your local grocery or convenience store to pick up your favorite local snacks. Old Dutch Foods. Quality lives here. Hello. There we go. Okay, didn't get a chance to do the trivia question, so here we'll do it right now. How many pounds of paper does the average American use in one year? Okay, is it 170 pounds, 500 pounds, 700 pounds, or 850 pounds? How many pounds of paper does the average American use in one year? What do you think? Um, I'm going to go with... 500, I suppose it would be less now that we're moving to computers and oh, phones, that's right? That's true. I wouldn't think of that. What do you think? Well, at the time when this book was put together, we, I don't think it was just <laughs> paperless. Yeah. Yeah. 700 and some. Uh, close. It? It's, it is 700 pounds. Yeah, 170, 500, 700, or 850 pounds. It's 700 pounds of paper per person per year. That stinks. That's a lot of paper. 750, mm. 700 pounds. It's a lot of trees. And that's about, it says that's about four trees. Mm. 700 pounds of paper, four trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need an updated one now, 2023. Yeah, I, I know, but I can't do that paper. List. I'm sorry, I just can't. <laughs> it's understandable. I, I need it on my desk. I need to touch it and really look at it and then look at it again or get my glasses and see it. <laughs> I was the weird one in college classes that had a notebook when everyone had iPads and oh, yeah? laptops. So I feel like I uh, remember it better if yeah, you write it down, you know? Uh, I, I... Hey, yep, you write it down somehow. I feel that you do remember it a lot, a lot better. But Okay, let's head. To, oh, wait a minute. We were talking about at the, at this with that gal, with the shepherd, um, you know, the door manners. And, and that's so important to teach every dog the mm-hmm. threshold of the door, whether you come into the house or go out of the house, that, that there's, you, there's a line there and they do not cross it unless invited. And so that's why it's so important because I think I've told this story before. Um, there was one, uh, oh, geez, I don't even know how many years ago, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, it was 20 below. <laughs> I was going out to do chores and I thought I heard Gilligan bark. I'm like, it sounded like he was outside. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I come back up to the house because I did chores very fast that day because it was very cold and the front door is wide open. Apparently, I must have not, uh, you know, kicked it. You know, so the wind blew it open. And here was Zelda and Gilligan sitting there going, Hello, the door is open. Neither one went out the door because mm-hmm. they had, they're not supposed to go through the door without being invited. And that's how good you can get if you're very methodical, not just when you remember, but you create that invisible as you're walking through the door, the dog should lag behind you. Like, okay, I know what's coming. You're going through the door and I got to wait my turn. And it's huge in the relationship with humans. Huge. So what's your ad? ad to well, and you think about it, it's like every door. So coming out of the kennel. Yep. Also, it. that is a doorway. Yep. And that's super important. Like I have a, you know, I have a big puppy. Mm-hmm. She rides in a crate in the back of my car. So mm-hmm. when I open the back of my car, 
you know, there's an open door. Yeah. And when I open that kennel, I do not want her shooting out of there. Yes. She's big. She's heavy. Yep. And so she is not allowed, even in the house, she's not allowed to come out of the kennel until yep. I invite her. Yep. And then it saved my butt yesterday. I was letting one of the dogs in through the front door because some of them can go out and, you know, trips yep. around the driveway in the woods and whatnot. Okay. She does not. She only goes out in the fenced yard. Okay. And so I was letting one of the dogs in. And my husband behind me is like, watch out. Viva was standing right there uh-huh. and, you know, kind of standing next to me looking out the door. But she stopped because it yeah. was a doorway. Yeah. See? Value. And then same thing. That, if that dog goes out the door, I will never see her again because she'll be in the next county. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's got a set of legs on her. Uh, another thing, too, is uh, getting in and out of the car. When you, you say wait when you op- before you open the mm-hmm. car door and you open the car door. And the dog shouldn't jump in until you say car, hop, in, whatever yep. your in word is. Yep. Okay, if you know, if it looks like they're going to jump, ah, wrong. Okay, and they don't have to sit. They can stand. But if you want to polish it more later, then you can ask them to sit and wait. But right now, let's concentrate on the word wait. Whereas I don't care when you, I say wait. If you want to sit, lay down, I don't care. I'm just saying wait. I'm drawing a line. You can't cross that until I tell you. Same mm-hmm. thing when you're coming out of the car. Okay, yes. like you've got the kennel. Okay, but some people that just have the dog free in the car. Okay, what you're gonna do before you open the car door? You go wait. Okay, you open the car door and you watch the dog's shoulders. If it shifts like I'm coming, you slam the door. You go wrong. Then you're gonna go wait. Open the car door. What you want is that when you the dog is sitting there very relaxed and waiting for you. And then now you can put your training collar on. You know, get everything all situated because a dog should never come out of the car uh, out of the car. Unless it's got the training collar and the leash on, not do that. Like because then when you get out, they're excited, and then it's hard to get the collar on and get them to hold still. And so you want them to learn to be patient in the car. And then same thing. Now they jump into the car. Now they get. You want them to be calm. Okay. Don't rev them up like all right. Like all right. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Okay. So now you're gonna ask the dog to jump in. Wait. Open the car door, have them jump in, whether they're going into a kennel or whether they're just going into the seat. Okay. And then they should go in there. Calmly. And then what? now you're going to have them turn around. You're going to take your training collar off, put your buckle collar on. Never have a training collar because that can get hooked on weird things depending on what collar you've got. And anyway, and so, and but what it is now, you're asking the dog for manners. Uh, when you're, um, uh, let's say the dog is out, uh, like you're just going to go for a walk from your house. Always have the dog sit and wait while you put the co- you know training collar on or take the collar off. You know what I mean? And just be calm. The dog's trying to be, you know, you just gotta go ha, 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 settle just settle you want manners then you've got to show them what the protocol is and the consequence as far as your voice ah just sit wait okay now we're going to change collars put leashes on whatever type of thing so yeah mm-hmm. that line in the sand is huge that wait going in and out of the house and you can practice it going in and out of the bathroom any threshold in and out of the bathroom in and out of the bedroom anything that is a threshold but you're really methodical with that door going to outside Every single solitary time, you have to remember. Because if you become wishy-washy, so does the dog. You know, they'll test you more and more. Than, than, and your goal is, is that you don't even have to say, wait. Dog just lags as you go towards the door to go outside. You open up the door, and you're like, where's the dog? The dog is waiting his turn back there. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Anything mm-hmm. to add to that? Yeah, I mean, you can imagine how many dogs get hit by a car because kids open the door and the dog rockets out of there. Yep, and- yep. Mm-hmm. And I think even like how many times have I taken dogs out to the car and I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I'll just move this thing off the backseat. Before you know it, your car is full of dogs. Yeah. Uninvited. Yes. And then sometimes I've had dogs where you can't get them out of the car. Yeah. 
because they want to go for a ride. And yep. then they want to go for a ride again. Then you know what you do with those ones that don't want to come out? Get a squeaker toy. Squeak the toy. Come on, let's yeah. go. Oh, I'll, I'll always, come flying out. Yeah, I've always just put a leash on them. And, okay, yeah. You know, then, yep. then it turns into a different set, ser- scenario. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, if you're in a hurry to get them out of there, just squeak a squeak. Yeah, but just think, like, you know, maybe you brought home something fragile that's on your car seat and you you open your car door and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I have to put this in the house. And yeah. next thing you know, the dog is it, jumping on top of it. Yeah, and, it's, and fragile meant fragile. It's done now. <laughs> yeah. Had that happen. So, and, and everybody thinks that when we train the dog and give them too much rules or whatever type say that you're messing with their spirit. I want my dog to be free. You know, well, then don't say anything when he bubbles you, drags you down the street, goes over the top of your guests when they come home. You know, I mean, that's a wild child. None of us want a wild child, you know, and so that's the whole thing is all it is is just you getting organized to organize a dog and everything's great. I had a little chihuahua mix come uh, yesterday, a little right, like Lance, but anyway, uh, and this dog was Cujo when anybody came home over. Okay, so that's what we wanted to work on. So we put the sporn no pull it's called a harness, but it's but anyway, put that on. And this dog, I don't think ever was asked to do anything, you know. And so the thing is, is that you know, get her to sit. She got better at sitting, got better at walking on a leash. And then we got her to sit by the door. I'm the obnoxious neighbor, you know. I knock on the door, and then they say, "Come in," and I come in through it. Hi, how you doing? What are you thinking? Hi, you know, being obnoxious. <laughs> That little dog turned into like a St. Bernard. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to take you out. I'm looking at her like, boy, that is Cujo. <laughs> but anyway, gave her the, I told the gal, gave her a pop. Hey, wrong. Sit. Okay, just stay calm. Just stay calm. By the third time, that dog sat perfectly still, didn't react to me, and the gal put in her Peter pants. You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe this. We've been putting up with this for five years, <laughs> but you don't mm-hmm. have to put up with anything. There's a, there's a, you could do anything at any age. Any dog can learn anything. That's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that and that you, they can, but that weight at the door is huge. Weight at the car door, huge weight to come in and out of the kennel, huge. You know, it's not, it, it, it's getting the dog to look to you for direction and following them. And having the leash on so you can correct it. You never want to grab a dog by its collar because it depends on the mind frame. They may not realize who's got the collar. Might think it's a dog, rip around and nail you and bite you. And that was your fault, not the dog's. Never dra- grab a dog by its collar. If you're having trouble, let the dog drag a leash around so you got something to step on or grab instead of the dog. So, <laughs> okay, well, look at that. Time to go uh, for another break. All right, so hang on. If you got a question for us, give a holler, 651-641-1071. Okay, when a glass object is thrown out instead instead of recycled, how long does it take to decompose? Six months, 10 years, 4,000 years, over a million years. A glass object is thrown out instead of recycled. We'll be back. Hello. Thank you much for... Tuning in to the Katie Canine Show. Remember, all my shows are podcasts. You can go to mytalk1071.com and you can click on Katie Canine and then all my past shows from 2018 is uh, back. Okay, when a glass object is thrown out instead of recycled, how long does it take to decompose? Is it six months, 10 years, 4,000 years, or over a million years? What do you think there, Lex? Um, 4,000 years? I know it's a long time for okay. sure. Okay, what do you think? That sounds reasonable. It takes over one million years wow. for a glass object. When you think about it, though, you know, uh, you uh, especially up on the North Shore, 
you find things of glasses that have rolled forever and they, they look like a rock, but they're a piece of glass. Oh, yeah. You beach I mean? glass. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And so, like, but can you imagine that? A million, over a million years? That's very sad. People recycle. Just don't throw it out. It doesn't have to do with just any kind of glass object. You know, not just glass, glass you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a vase or anything. Okay, who's up to bat? Yeah, uh, Cindy uh, has an issue that you actually mentioned earlier. She has a chihuahua, so <laughs> maybe you can kind of connect the dots there, what she's dealing with. Okay, sounds good. Hey, Cindy, how you doing? Hi. Hi. What can I do for you? Well, I'm calling about my... I have a chihuahua. She'll <laughs> be four years old in September. Okay. And last year, she got really, really sick, and I don't know if there was kidney problems or what, and then they thought she had meningitis, and they put her on prednisone. Okay. And they took her off. I don't know how many months she was on it, but they took her off at the end of September, and she used to weigh five pounds, and she got up to 10.5 pounds. Oh, my, my. And I took her to the vet a, a little over a month ago, and she put a gate, told me to give her this weight management food. And I took her in Friday just to get weighed, and she paid, she weighed 10.03 pounds, so she really <laughs> didn't lose anything. Yep. I'm wondering if you can help me with that. My button's stuck. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. Okay, first of all, what we're going to do is going to pull it totally off of all processed food, okay? Okay. Because all the processed food is at least 50 to 60% carbs. Carbs turn into sugar. Sugar yep. turns into fat, okay? Yep. Okay. Because this is very important. We get this do- little gal down as fast as we can because that's clearing that extra weight on those little legs at her heart and the whole kit and caboodle. That's tough. Okay, so mm-hmm. then what I would do is that now I'll let Dr. Jess take over for now by doing some, is this the only dog you have? No, I have two other dogs. Okay, and what are they? They're carrier chihuahua mixes. Okay, and how is their weight? One of them's overweight, I call her Tootsie Roll. Okay, <laughs> because especially with little dogs like this, you know, their heart is relatively small that when you, um, uh, so when they're over, overweight their heart has to work really hard okay and then like this chihuahua it was a nice day uh and um that dog came in panting you know because it was so overweight you know it it just panted and so that's why it's you adjusted that we got to get all your dogs off of all processed food okay and now this is going to save you a lot of vet bills you know even though you may feel like you're putting more money out at the time but it's going to save you a lot of vet bills what about starting some raw feeding Okay. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. So if you check out my website, holistic-vet-care.com, um, on the, there's a page that's uh, labeled favorites, and there's links there to how to feed raw food videos. There's like a raw feeding primer. There's resources of where to get raw food from. Um, and if you are anywhere near Andover, I would suggest stop by Canine Crossing. Everybody who works there feeds raw food, and everybody there is very knowledgeable and can help you get started. Okay. okay. And, but that's what I would do. Like, because the main thing is, it's basically like 
you know, if you know people who have lost extreme amounts of weight through their diet, what do they do? They do the ketogenic diet. You cut the carbs. Yeah. Either paleo or keto or something like that. And that's basically what they're doing is they're getting the carbohydrates out of their diet. But then you need to know, okay, so if I'm not going to feed my dog kibble, what am I going to feed? There are tons of pre-mixed raw pet foods that you can walk into any smaller pet food store. You know, like uh, Atlas Pet Supply, Pet Evolution, uh, Pet Supply Plus, uh, Chuck and Don's. They all have a mm-hmm. freezer section mm-hmm. that you can go to. Right. Okay? Canine Crossing has, Canine Crossing, like, yeah. by far, more freezers yeah. yes, than any other do. store. Yes, yes. Um, but basically, yeah. And so you can buy raw pet food that is complete and balanced and all you need to do is thaw and serve it to your dogs now when you have dogs who are overweight and you try to feed them something new that they're not used to a lot of times they will look at the food and look at you and say i don't even know what this is but i am not going to eat it yeah and then what you do is then don't feed them dogs are designed to binge and starve so they're not like humans we have little teeny tiny stomachs and so we eat a meal and then like literally two to four hours later we are getting hungry again yeah and if we've eaten a lot of carbs we get hungry even faster yeah. and not only do we get hungry but we start to have stomach pains and our blood sugar drops and we feel crabby yeah. <laughs> and we start to feel dizzy and dogs are not like that dogs are designed to eat <laughs> as much of a dead animal at one time as possible because then they're not going to eat for the rest of the week yep so even little chihuahuas are wolves inside, yeah. and their job is to find the dead deer lying in the ditch, stuff themselves silly, so much so that they might have to barf their food back up and re-eat it again if they can fit it back in, but then they're not going to eat for several days. Uh-huh. So even with small dogs, if you say, okay, you know what, I'm going to add a little tiny bit of raw food to your dry food that you're already eating, if the dog looks at it and says, no way. Then you say, okay, then you're not eating this meal. Bye. Come back later. So the other thing that I would suggest with the dry food that you're feeding is cut the amount in half. Okay. I give her mostly wet food. Good. That they um, got from the vet. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'll sprinkle a little of the weight management food they sold me at the vet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that was very expensive. Mm-hmm. Pardon? And that was very expensive? Yeah, like 20-some dollars for a six-pound bag. You got it. Right, and then part of the problem, too, like you have to think, how long have you had that bag? How long has it been open? Honestly, if it's been longer than two to four weeks, it is nasty, and you might want to throw it out. Yep. Um, because it will have gone rancid. Yeah, well, now we're feeding all three of them it, so. Yeah. But. That way you might go at through it a little bit faster. Started, mm-hmm. At first when I started feeding her the food, she seemed content because I was measuring it. And then mm-hmm. now she wants to eat all the time. And then that night after I feed her later, she lays there with her head down and she starts squealing at me. That's something new she started doing and I'm going, stop it. What is, you she, do- have- what is she doing to you? Pardon? What is she doing to you? She's looking at me, laying down with her head down on, on her paws, and she's kind of squealing like, yeah, you yeah. know, because it's like, I want more food. I know, but I, I think you, I would definitely change to raw, because you want to get the, get the carbs out, get the sugar out. She'll feel more satisfied. Yes. Dogs are designed to eat high protein, high fat, 
with some bones and organs. They're not designed to eat carbohydrates. And so basically it sounds like you're kind of driving your dog into like pre-diabetes or yep. something. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, get rid and of see, the carbs. You've got to be strong. You know, but you're doing this because you want, you know, now you, we are all on our knees when our dogs are hitting the fan as far as we have to make the decision to put them down. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that if you know that you could have done better, that you put the dog into like, uh, you could easily shave three, four years off this dog's life being this heavy. Okay. So uh-huh. you have to be strong and look at her like, you know what? I want you to be here in 19 years, you know, and this is what we have to do. And so you've got to be able to find it within yourself and not kowtow to the sad eyes and the whimpering, you know, and, and how do you know she's saying, you know, I want my, more food and she's not saying, let's play, let's go for a walk. You are automatic. Humans automatically assume when dogs give them attention, they want more food. We're killing our dogs with kindness, okay? And so okay. you've got to be strong and say, you know what? I, I want, because like I say, uh, I can honestly say all my dogs, my horses, my cats, okay, I've always been overweight, but all my dogs and cats and horses were perfect weight because I can control their feed dish. I just can't control my own. <laughs> yeah, but when they were dying, when I, you know, I had made that decision to put them down, I knew it wasn't because I overfed them and killed them with kindness or vaccinations or chemicals on or in them. I did the best that I could. And so that's why it must, it was their time. But now when you, when in your heart and when your dog looks like a sausage, okay, mm-hmm. it's not funny. It's not funny to call him pork chop. Or kegger. You know, that is, you've created that by overfeeding. And so now you've got to back off, try to do things right. And like, so the money you're going to pay for like the raw or whatever type thing, it's going to equal where you're not going to have the vet bills, visits. You're going to have a slim dog. You won't have diabetes. And then you have to do, you know, contend with that. And you want to do this with all your dogs so that you have perfectly fit dogs and you're not going to the vet okay and uh-huh. so you can do this but you've got to get in the frame of mind that you're not starving your dog that they're not whining because they want food okay maybe they just want to play or a walk don't automatically go to the food chain now do you give treats at all well i'm not the only one in the house yep. and i'm pretty strict on treats yep okay but- especially with my little one mm-hmm Yep, but um, see, but the thing is, is treats are usually the biggest nail in the coffin. Uh, and so the thing problem is, is that you've got to have a power with the family members. Let's look at this dog. Do you think this dog is healthy? Healthy being a sausage, a sausage. Okay. And say, this is what we need to do. And so then now instead of you use green peas, green beans, cauliflower, broccoli, use veggies, not carrots. Carrots have a high, high sugar content. But anyway, so use little pieces of veggies. You may drop it and the dog is going to look at you like, I don't think so. Well, guess what? You know, if nothing else comes, that starts looking pretty good. Can you hold on? Because we need to yeah. continue this conversation, and now it's time for the big break. So hold okay. on. Don't hang up. Okay. What is the most recycled item? Plastic water bottles, aluminum cans, newspapers, or car batteries? We'll be back. Mm-hmm. 